Hey guys, welcome back in the mind of a conspiracy theorist. I am your host. Well, man, oh, the presidential debate. How how many of you, okay, here's the reason why I did not cover this immediately after viewing the presidential uh, debate. I actually just was like, you know what, I'm going to wait, I'm going to see. Um, I'm going to, I want to see what's part of the sound bites the, the media collaborant is going to pull out and what they're going to run with for fucking damn weeks, days, maybe, you know, if the presidential election wasn't literally a little bit over a month away, they would probably run these for the next six months. Hell, if he wins, they probably still will run these things for the next six months. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about the presidential debate with Sleepy Joe and Illuminati Donald. First of all, it was a shit show from the very beginning, very, very beginning. And I already have seen where a lot of people have pulled the the audio. They've also gone in close with the pictures and saying you know, he had a mic in his ear and a wire in his arm, and he did. He did it. He had an actual a secret service head mic on. I was very, very surprised to see that they they put a and that the reason why is because the secret service has got to be able to hear every damn thing on the download to a minute whisper, the lowest decibels possible, so it doesn't get picked up, so that they don't have it where people can know what they're saying and doing for the president of the United States when they are there to protect him. And when I recognized that he had a Secret Service mic on and the little microphone that he could talk into backstage to whoever his handler was, I was like, wow. Wow, this is this is absolutely going to happen. This is this is really going to take place. We're going to have Dementia Joe supposedly has a intelligent conversation with President Donald Trump, and the left is supposed to eat this up that he was the winner out of this, and that he is supposed to be their man. Even though he's been in politics for 40 fucking years, right there, let us sink in, and what has he gotten accomplished? Well, if you really take a look at his crime bills that he really pushed uh, earlier on in his... um, career as a politician, you, you see some of those hard, hard facts shining now that we have more, more blacks in prisons, more Hispanics in prison. And in doing so, they have what is what I call a slave labor union where they have to work for pennies, which was something that he pushed. And that was the first thing that he really accomplished in his early career as a politician. And everything you saw all the way up to he was being um, Obama's running mate was just to sit there and pander that he was not a racist and that he didn't support the Ku Klux Klan. I did find it interesting in this that they once again asked the president to say, hey, Will you sit there and denounce? Now, understand, it says play the tape. Joe Biden didn't want him to play the tape when he sits there and calls a whole bunch of military 
Marines a bunch of bastards, an army a bunch of bastards, our military uh, people that sit there and defend our way of life get called bastards because they didn't clap at his stupid-ass joke. And I know you're thinking I'm going to go on this rate and I'm on this rant and I'm in support for Trump. No, I'm going to point out some of the things with Trump that the, the, the right have not seen and the left has not seen. I want this to be literally a bipartisan podcast because I want to focus on the fact that you're being brainwashed to eat from the cesspool of bullshit that they keep issuing out on a day-to-day basis. So with this, you have this moment when Donald Trump looks as if he recognizes something. Me, I think it's the wire. And I think as this was going on, you have where... where uh, Joe Biden and his wife comes up up there with her mask on, and they look like they're making out with her with her fucking mask on. I mean, she knows that he sniffs little children, so she wasn't sure if one of them was not COVID-tainted. And now we're dealing with President Trump now being COVID-positive, and we're going to get into that topic also. So we have this, this excuse. This horrific cluster of mess of a called a presidential debate where they're sitting there and literally only thing Biden knows to say back because it's the easiest thing for them to do is tell them to shut up, shut up, shut up. Trump is just completely over talking Joe Biden and completely getting him ruffled and buffled and confused. And what that is is to make the, the right to sit there and say, See, he's not fit to be the commander-in-chief. Well, we all know he's not fit. He's fighting damn dementia. And and that makes you sit there and say, if he wins, then we need to rise up and take back our country. It is the beginning stages, the same thing that happened in the Civil War, the same tools that, uh, that Pike put through, through the Masons. And he referred to the Civil War, he refers to the first and second world war and refers to a third world war, one in which to come to bring in the Luciferian into power, which means bring in the worshipers of Lucifer into power. So I, what you're now seeing is the light and the dark are fighting one another for dominance. For the, for the longest time, for the past 50 plus, plus years, spirit cooking and all the sorcery and the black magic and all the dark magic that's been orchestrated through sex magic from Alistair Crowley's teachings. Now you're seeing that there is the light bearers when they really think they are the good guys. Okay. We're going to get into this in this podcast. And so you're now seeing that the ones that have been what they call the cesspool of corruption and manipulation, and they have been strategically uh, first of all, this strip us away from our values, strip us away from what is actually known as good and evil. And in doing so, make us where we become complacent and in that they have actually been in power. They do not want to let go of that power. They are they, they are truly working for their master, which is the sad thing is, is that both of them are working for the same master. <clears throat> They're working for the Antichrist to come. But 
they believe there's different versions of the Antichrist, and the one that is in power at the end will be the one that gets the enlightenment and is the one that is given their thousand-year reign that you see. It also comes from the virile society of the thousand-year Reich, dealing with the Nazis and the occult worship that they were behind. That same group has been in America since Operation Paperclip, and they have been establishing their power and their authority and their ideology and have slowly stripped away. Russia said that if you could take away America's belief in God, if you could take, you, you will never be able to defeat the Americans. They're stronger. This is from the Russians. This is from Stalin. Okay? This is Stalin saying this, the guy that killed so many damn people and was like with the, the, the most feared dictator in the whole free world was Stalin. He sat there and said, you cannot destroy America by attacking it head on. You have to attack America spiritually, take away their faith in God and everything they have will crumble. You destroy them from the inside. After he made this statement is when we had the, the senators that were believers, the senators, going on what they call the Red Witch Hunt, was trying to find people within the, the uh, Hollywood if they were actually commies. You know, communism. You can look this stuff up. And they do all these, these uh, hearings and everything trying to weed out the actual commies that are in the United States that have been here since Operation Paperclip. And so you see that there is a fight uh, between. And here's what happens with you get when you have you complacent Christians that sits there and believes once saved, always saved. Uh, they believe that there's going to be a rapture. You, you become lax. You become lazy. You don't actually think that you're under attack and you don't realize you are under attack till it's too late because you've been under attack this entire time and you've ignored it, thinking you're just going to be zapped out of here. Beat me up, Scotty. What you going to say to Michael? Beat me up, Michael. I'm ready to go to heaven right now. Come on. Boom, bam, boom. Sheen, you know? So the first thing was is that the dark side, the dark side of magic, and both sides are evil, but the dark side of magic decided to strip away the values, the Christian values that made America great, that made America strong, that made other people come from other countries wanting to come to America to have what we have. And it's interesting, it's extremely interesting that the people in the past that came here looking to better themselves ended up becoming Christians, became Christians because they recognized that they had been lied to. And so coming out of the darkness... They were coming into the true light of Jesus Christ. And so they realized, well, we're going to have these foreigners come over, but yeah, they're going to hold on to their core values, and that means they're going to side with more conservative views, and we can't have that. We've got to tear that down. So they went after the family, and they went after the fathers, and they attacked the fathers, and they made the fathers look stupid and look like imbeciles on TV. And from there was the beginning stages of tearing down the structure of the what was known as the atomic family. And so from that, when they tore that down, then they would do these little pushes. 
And what this was was to see, okay, we're going to do a little bit of push, and we're going to go as far extreme as the side will be allowed to allow us, and then we'll back off. But what we'll do is we'll we'll go so far ahead that when we back off, we'll actually gain what we wanted to gain because of tolerance, because people want to not be considered bigots. They want to be considered tolerant. They want to be pro. They want to be intelligent. They want to be modern. So they would do a really big push, and then whenever there was a push back, they would back off, and then the push back to them would actually stop where they wanted it to stop from the very beginning. And they knew they'd been doing this tactic for years, decades even. And America has been just slowly, slowly degrading morally within its own culture. And in its moral decay, we are now where we have seen how far has become too far. Now, automatically you have the conservatives that sit there and they're ready to get up. They're tired. They've seen it. They've been the silent majority. They've not said a damn thing. They've just been quiet and they've been like, it's going to get better. I'm praying to Jesus. It's going to get better. I'm praying. I'm praying. But yet God tells you you'll be known for your fruits. And if you ain't out there plucking and picking and cleaning and gleaning and and planting, then you ain't going to have any fruits to show because you're too lazy to even plow your own fields so that you can get the proper nutrients that you need. And now what they notice is that there was a group, a group within that was rising up, the ones that learned the true name of God. And I'm not talking about you spiritualists out there looking for your kundalini bullshit spirit and your gum sorcery. Y'all heard the side that's called white magic, which we're going to get into now. But they knew that if there if if there was a people that was actually going back to the scriptures and looking at what the scriptures said and started to obey the scriptures as properly as the scriptures are supposed to be, and understand what the true gift of salvation was, and who it is that gave it, and understand that this world is under. Hail, Lucifer, and that he is the one that's in control of this world. He is the God of this world, and the God, Yehovah, is not the God of this world. He is the one to come and take back the throne, to take back the kingdom, to take back what was rightfully ours and his that he created. So they know that when the people are starting to wake up, then they need to have somebody they can rely on, someone they can get behind, someone who's got an idea, someone that, that, that talks like them, that sits there and says what they are thinking, believes what they believe, and is a working person, has proven that he has been in the crumb and the muck, and he has made his own fortune through his hands and everything. And this is what the light side of the magic does. The Luciferians come in as the false light bearers. And what that means is, is they come in with their light magic and they shine the light on the dark magic and they show all the cesspool of that magic because they cannot control everyone that's doing the magic. And so they exploit it and show what everyone has already been thinking and seeing and knowing and feeling in their heart and their spirit. And so with this... You have this moment. Now we're going to take. Now we're going to take a look at the light side of the magic. Okay. Now the light side of the magic is where we're going to be talking about Donald Trump and what he truly is in this Luciferian teachings. Now Pike had said that 
Lucifer, the light bearer, would have to be exalted for all of the works, the good works were done. And what he was saying was, is that you have to understand that Lucifer is the one that brought us knowledge. Lucifer is the one that brought us out of the garden and brought us out of being manipulated by Yehovah, Yehovah. He oppressed man and wanted to keep us docile and ignorant. Now, I had a very interesting conversation with a good friend of mine this past weekend on this subject, actually, and wanting to know how I, why I believe in the Word of God when it was written by man. And so with that, um, I go from there, and I, uh, we go in, we're going to go into our talks. I am going to do a podcast where I talk about that in the future. I don't want to get too much into it right at this moment, but it will be on a future podcast. Uh, where I go into me being allowed to see the Dead Sea Scrolls, me being allowed to see these ancient texts, me being allowed to see one of the oldest Torahs compared to one of the most modern Torahs that was being written by the scribes of today and how the, it's absolutely the same. It was mind-boggling to be able to share that and see that. But let me get back to it. So Lucifers or Luciferians, they believe that they are the positive side of Cabal, magic. Now, there is the light side, the dark side, the yin, the yang. The, there is the what you can't have one without the other. You've got to have the good and the evil. And it's always a constant battle between the two. But you want the good to a little bit be more triumphant over the evil. But you know you can't do away with evil. Because if you do away with evil, then you're also going to do away with good. So there has to be a balance. And so what we are seeing is, is that the powers of the darkness uh, in this type of magic have overreached their authority. And the Luciferians, the light bearers, the knowledge keepers, the ancient texts and doctrines and the sages and the archons are sitting here and going, wait a second, we are losing the sacred knowledge and the good works is being muddled and corrupted. And not only is it being muddled and corrupted, it is now becoming a cesspool. So when Trump came out and said he was going to drain the swamp in Washington, a lot of conservatives was like, yes, we're going to get back to those good old values. Those are conservative values. But that's not what he was saying. Now, the American public, you have to understand, you got the as above, so below. And you got to understand that these individuals look at the cesspool. And when he was sitting there saying that, what he was decorating and making the decoration at that moment was, I am here to bring the knowledge back to the knowledge keepers and the ones who have done the works of dark and you've not kept them in check, I am here to drain them out. Now, they don't want to lose power. Jesus kind of mentions in something that says a house divided cannot stand. And you do have many different demons and fallen angels. At the end of the day, a lot of people wonder and go, okay, if there's so many of these fallen angels, why do they look to Lucifer, Hael, and been to his authority. And the reason why is that he is the great manipulator. And he's able to manipulate 
even the angels. He was able to convince when he wanted to rebel against God, he convinced one third of the angels to rebel. And they almost overtook heaven. Let that sink in for a second. One third of the angels attacked and was about to take over the throne of God. One third. And it wasn't until Michael and his archangels showed up, was able to beat the dragon back. And we see this war took place in India. We see this in the Baharahama. And we see this in these ancient texts that everybody wants to keep it separated. Keep it separated. You know, so that we can't process that they're talking about the same story. Unless you truly know what Babel and the Tower of Babel was all about. I will get into that in a future podcast too. And so with this, they have brought in the confusion. And in doing so, you have Lucifer, who is the authority of this world. When he stripped Adam from his birthright to be the ruler of this world, everything that was under the authority of the one it was given to, the firstborn, which was Adam, that's how Lucifer became so strong. And so powerful. It's also the reason why the one true God, Yoevahe, blotted his name out of existence. And what he took on is a name that was a light bearer. And he took that name so it would confuse people. He, that's what they do. They tell you what they're going to do and they let you think they're saying something that is good and awesome, and what you would want to hear. But in truth, they're telling you there's actual what they're going to be doing and the deception that is coming. There's a reason why President Donald Trump, Trump Towers, his penthouse is all covered in gold. Is all covered in gold because gold acknowledges your power and authority in the light. Gold does not corrupt. Gold does not tarnish. Gold does not get essentially broken down. It's an eternal, eternal stone, which is odd because with everything else that decays in this world, gold does not. And so they, they view the gold as their eternal enlightenment and as the embodiment of the power of the light is why it shines from the sun when it hits it, it glistens. And so with this, he is the Messiah in their eyes. He is there to put back the good work. He is there to establish the control of knowledge and the control of the balance. And yes, he says things that everyone is like, oh, oh, because he's not politically correct. That is a play on the hearts of those um, conservative, the ones that sit there and they're, they're wanting our, our nation to go back unto being a nation of God. But when you have a leader that established that we were no longer a Christian nation, that clearly told us that this mentality has been so interwoven. When you take prayer out of school, you took the Constitution reading out of school, you leave out the word God. And I've always told people, you know, 
You got to ask people when they say they worship God, what God are they worshiping? Because there's multiple gods. But what was known is that the name God and was a generic title for the creator. And typically it was in the minds of Americans and minds of people was um, was to um, – sorry, my mind just got distracted. Um, it was to – you when you prayed, you prayed to God. And so when you had this take place and you had that, the, the mindset was to – the majority of the people were praying to the one true God and to his son, Jesus Christ. Then the nation was under his authority. Even though people didn't say his name, you can thank the Jews for us not being allowed to say his name and only call him Adonai. But Jesus tells us clearly, call him by his name and you shall be saved. Um, it's important for you to know the name of the one true God and what it entails and means to you and how it will help your spiritual life grow closer and, and more understanding of what the Bible's actually telling us, the narrative that's playing out before us, and why it's so important to know yourself and know whom you're worshiping. And so you, so you don't become beguiled by someone that is claiming to speak on your behalf, speaking and saying the things that you're thinking, but you have to understand there's multiple meanings behind what they're saying. If they don't say, and when he was asked, did you ever ask for forgiveness? Did you ever ask Jesus Christ in your heart? I've never done that. I'd always take a little wafer and a little bit of wine and drank my wine and ate my wafer. And I felt cleansed after that. That's not a profession of faith. The eating the, a, a piece of uh, bread, cracker, and drinking some wine that doesn't make you divine. That does not even put you on the right course to be even under the b belief of Jesus Christ. And so you have to understand that when you ask these people, do you believe in Jesus? Now, here's the thing. You see a movement that says we're getting away from Jesus' name. We're going to go back to Yeshua. That's fine. That's fine. But it's very important to understand that the, the name Jesus, Yehusha, actually is very important. Because that name in the Latin and in the Greek, where it is translated from, means the light of the world. The Savior has come. The one in the image of the one true God stands before man. And when you recognize that there, that there is the Lucifer... And the Luciferians that are teaching this type of Jesus Christ that is accepting and he's loving and he accepts everybody. And if Jesus was here, he would be gay. Those are blasphemous things to say. To say that the Savior would actually endow or entertain going into himself the sin nature of man, then that would negate the righteousness of his salvation through his sacrifice on the cross for us and anyone that teaches that is going to burn in the lake of fire and will be in the second death you don't like that then you don't have to listen any further on the podcast because i am gonna get on my soapbox now now when you come to this moment in which you have the true knowledge of who jesus was and you recognize that churchianity that was established by the Roman Empire 
to control the masses because more people were willing. This was the thing that just boggled Rome. They would collect these heretics, these Christians. <clears throat> and it's interesting because the Romans didn't ever really go out after someone's spiritual beliefs. They tend to stand on the fence. But with these Christians, it was changing their man-made traditions. And people were having a relationship and not given, not honoring the deity of a Caesar or a pharaoh but or even a king, but recognizing that even as a slave, they are free. And even if they are free, they're even more free in the love of Jesus Christ, the truth in the message. Now, the truth in the message is this, is that no sin is greater than the other sin. If somebody is a homosexual and you're out there holding up a sign saying you're going to burn in hell, then you have established yourself as their judge. And God is the only one that is the righteous judge. And if you think that you are, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. You're missing the whole point of the message of Jesus Christ. And it's people like you that have given the dark magicians the cesspool, the authority to, 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 to bring in confusion because God is not a God of confusion at all. And that teaching that you're saying and you're condemning people to hell, you don't have that authority. When you take that authority, then you are saying that you are equal to God. And there was another person that said that they were equal to God, and his name was Lucifer. And because of that pride, he fell. And why our nation has fallen into disarray is because of you types of people out there that have not really read the scriptures. You've only taken sound bites and you never got back to the real culture of who Jesus was and recognize that it is more. He, our life should be based off of the Eastern cultures and how they treat one another. It's very, very important to understand. But see, we are living in a time that that confusion has made it where these pagans have become more powerful because of these types of Christians that are doing this. See, there's a question. The thing that's going to be before you is God's going to open up the book, and yes, it's going to have everything good you've done and everything bad you've done, and he's going to look and he's going to ask this question. And I tell this to people when I was in the pulpit. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need you to tithe your money to him. Is God going to come down here and actually spend that money? No, he doesn't need it. He says the root of all evil is through the love of money. And so God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your building that you have built with a steeple that has an erect penis. Honestly, you look and see what it is. That's what it is. That's a steeple that comes from the Romans. The reason why the Romans could not tolerate Christians is that when they would round these people up, their faith was so strong that they were willing to die. That whenever the lions that have not been fed would come out of the, the, the cages, the others that were the criminals would flee and run and scream in terror. But the Christians stood there and allowed themselves to be devoured. If there was a chair that was on fire and burning, it was made out of iron, 
And they would force women to sit on this hot iron seat. And they would sit there and not scream in terror and pain. They would scream in the love of Jesus Christ. Forgive them for they know not what they do. And this was mind-boggling to the Romans. It was mind-boggling to that sorcery. Because it was... These people are willing to die and still forgive the ones that do this to them. That's the true love of Jesus Christ. Not telling someone they're going to hell because of the, who they love or going to hell of what they believe, but going to, the, you go to hell whenever you reject Jesus Christ. See, the thing is, is that you don't take a baby and automatically let them play with the stove. They're going to get burnt, and they're going to get burnt bad. You teach that child so they can understand the importance of what it is that they're dealing with and what it is that as that they are able to cut on and control, but it still has consequences if you don't follow all the safety precautions. And so Jesus would sit with sinners, and he said the physician doesn't need doesn't need to heal the, the well. He needs to heal the sick, the ones that knew they were sick. They knew they were sinners. And he gives us all these, these things to show us exactly what it is that we're supposed to do. And so that's why people would actually stand there and allow this to be to, happening to them, and they would not be any fear because of it. And so they realized they needed to get hold of this type of magic, and so they did, and they grabbed it, and they manipulated it. And that's what we get with the Roman Catholic Church and current Christianity. Not all Romans are bad. Not all uh, Catholics are bad. Not all Christians are bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you've got to have a relationship and not a religion. And with people putting their hope in Trump, and we're seeing that we're being manipulated with thing with Joe Biden, it is to make you as Christians think that you've got a person that believes the way you do. And the truth of the matter, he doesn't. And that is the light side of this. But that doesn't mean you don't you can't support him. Jesus tells us to pray for our leaders. And to pray for our leaders to have the same morals that we have. God knows that not all the leaders are going to be followers of him. But they can have a heart off and based off of his. And in that, as you pray for them, you're praying that they will come to the understanding of who Jesus Christ really is. And who Jehovah is. So the presidential debate was nothing but showing you that the dark side of magic was laying down so the light side of magic was rising up. Food for thought. Understand this. If you don't pay attention to your surroundings, that's where they get you.